So Brent and I realized that we have to go back to childhood. That's where our unconscious beliefs were first created. They are the beliefs that play out in our lives as adults, that override our knowledge, that override our common sense around money. So we often know exactly what to do around money. In fact, most of us are so good at giving advice to a friend because all of a sudden we put on our objective hat in that moment. But when we're dealing with our own finances, those childhood messages, the childhood feelings from when we first encountered money arise and they take over. The emotions, the distorted beliefs around money cloud our common sense, our wisdom about how to interact with money. The patterns keep repeating themselves. So we might think that if only I won the lottery. I mean, I myself have had that fantasy so many times in my life. If only I could win $100,000. Then, of course, it increased to if only I could win a million dollars. Then my financial issues would go away. Then I'd have financial peace. In fact, the studies reveal something much different. In the case of lottery winners, one-third of all lottery winners file for bankruptcy sometime after winning the lottery. Another study was done that revealed that a minority of lottery winners, maybe one or two out of ten, are able to say that their lives are better off a year after winning the lottery. 78% of NFL players either file bankruptcy, divorce, or are unemployed within two years of leaving the NFL. We know from all the spiritual work we've done in our lives that it's almost never about the present moment when it comes to getting triggered in life. When our spouse says something that upsets us, often it relates to something that's much more at the core of our being, much more to do with our childhood than something that was said in that moment. It's just a trigger for what was already there waiting to be unseated. So the same with money. We walk around with these unconscious, unconscious, distorted beliefs around money, and they get triggered. The markets go down, and all of a sudden, the fear of not having enough gets triggered, and we take some unproductive action like selling all of our investments at the very bottom of the markets. The outcome for this session is that we heal the childhood beliefs. We open to the difficult feelings in childhood that we've been attempting our whole lives to avoid feeling. And by going there, we are most directly impacting our finances as adults. My partner Brent talks about the iceberg and that the tip of the iceberg represents the adult around money and the submerged part of the iceberg represents the child. The child 
is driving that iceberg. We think the adult is in charge, but in fact, those beliefs override everything that we know about money as an adult. The irony about the iceberg and about money is that the visible part of the iceberg, which is probably 10% or 20% of the iceberg, has very little control over where the iceberg goes. It's controlled by the other 80% that's submerged. And the same with money. It's the childhood that's doing the directing. We're so excited to be focusing on our childhoods because that's where the biggest opportunities for gain are. And it's childhood which is often left out of many money books. So we're starting with the 80%.